listen up. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Go on and put on them shades because we about to shine, baby. Success ain't easy and you surely don't have all the answers. So we're going to help you stretch past your limits. You know how powerful you are. Build a strong network. You are a part of a community. Dominate your genius. Today is your day. And knock your goals out of the park. You are the heartbeat of your destiny. Let's work together versus you doing too much by yourself. You define your own success. You're a boss. And this is the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Hello and welcome to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. I'm your host, Mindset and Success Coach Angel Rally, and today's discussion is about to be good. All right, so we are speaking with L.R. Wilson. L.R. Wilson is an empowerment life coach specializing in goal-setting success. She is also a mentor, author, ghostwriter, editor, freelance plus-size model, go on, girl, with your bad self, columnist, lead media correspondent, and team member of Pretty Women Hustle magazine. Yo, when I say that we are bringing the bomb.com people to the chronicles of doing too much. That is what we are doing with Miss L.R. Wilson. So, L.R., welcome to the chronicles of doing too much. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Angel. Thank you so much for having me today. I am so excited. I am just a bundle of nerves right now because I'm doing too much being on this podcast right now, (laughs) just trying to get it all in and make sure that I give nuggets that everybody can use so that we can elevate to our next destiny. Well, honey, let me tell you, you here with family, you know, you and I, we're two sisters sitting here. We're going to kick some knowledge to everyone. So normally I say go ahead and grab that glass of wine, pour a little bit of something, something just to relax yourself. So we're going to take a inhale and an exhale. There's no reason to be nervous. We are about to have a good time and just chat. We're just two sisters chatting So Empowerment Life Coach. Now, I'm a mindset and success coach, and it seems like we may, um, you know, cross the same path. So when you talk about about specializing in goal setting, you know, can you give us just a little bit of, um, you know, insight and knowledge on What does that look like? Are you doing, like, vision boards? Are you helping people to identify, you know, a SMART goal? Like, can you give us just a little bit about what goal-setting success looks like? Absolutely. So as an empowerment life coach, my coaches that came to me, I found out that they had all these things that they wanted to do, like a, a plethora of things they wanted to do, but they had no direction. And they had no real goals that were sustainable, for one, and two, tangible. Like, they were not realistic. You know how we talk about the SMART goals. We talk about the GROW goals. And so what happens is with the goal setting, I had to actually sit down with them and go through literally from beginning to end about what it is they wanted to manifest in their lives. We do that through vision boards. I have a unique way of um, doing it. It's called empowerment blueprinting. 
It's only offered uh, with my company, L.R. Wilson Consulting, LLC. And what I do is I break down the levels of interest, the goal levels, one, two, three. We, put, we can have 15 goals on a list. But we're going to work with the top three. We're going to work with the ones that are attainable right now in a realistic time frame. So that goal setting can consist of um, SMART goals, grow goals, like I said, as well as the um, vision boards. I have them to take pictures of vision boards, put it on their phones. All these things go into goal setting as well as making sure that there is time management. A lot of the coaches do not have great time management skills. And, you know, uh, Angel, that's something that we learn as we go along. Like nobody's just born with this magnificent time management because we don't know what the day will hold and what's going on in our lives. And all of our lives are pretty busy for the most part. And when you have so many things to juggle, you tend to forget about yourself and your goals, and they go on the back burner. And what I do is I help those coaches to bring those goals to the forefront and realize it. Writing things down is the key to successful goal setting and success in attaining those goals. When you see them, they make them real. That makes everything real for you. And you want to, make, you want to match those goals and to attain those goals when you are visualizing them, which is where the vision board comes in as well as journaling and also having a timeline and a calendar. Like write it on the calendar so that you can see it. That visualization is key, is a key component to goal setting. That is awesome, and I'm I'm sitting here taking notes. You're sitting here talking about you were nervous and that, you know, the value you were going to bring, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to write the notes, and then you, you're going to the pause. I'm like, okay, let me make sure I get everything down <laughs> because you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned just some really great points, and I want to kind of bring back to, uh, bring us back to, you talk about time management. And you say no one is born with this magnificent time management. And Absolutely. That I mean, that resonates so well. You know, several of us, you know, are, are um as as Tara Jackson says, are dual dualpreneurs where mm. we're working a nine to five and we're growing and scaling our business. It may have started as a side hustle or it could be that gateway to building general generational wealth for our family. And the most difficult thing is that time management when you're juggling both. Do you have, you know, I'm, I, I want to do one tip because I want to be certain that we're coming, you know, to your platform and seeing, you know, what you have um, for us with your um, proprietary plan. But yes. give us one tip of when we are juggling that nine to five and not, you know, building our business. And, and now this is a selfish question because time management becomes an issue for me as I'm juggling both. Mm, yes. Like many of us already do, you know, and the one tip that I can give everybody is to schedule yourself on your calendar. That's what you do. You take out time for yourself just like you schedule lunch, just like you schedule um, go pick up the kids, uh, Johnny has to be at football practice. You schedule a day and a time on your calendar for yourself every single week. Not once a month, not every day, but once a week. You start out once a week, 
and as things fall off your plate, you can gradually move that time to more time for yourself on your calendar. But the key is to schedule yourself on your calendar. That's the, that's the number one tip in time management and juggling life. And that makes a lot of sense. It's almost like tithing. You know, in church, you know, you want to take that 10% off first, get it in there, yes. you know, or if you're saving, you want to, you know, after you do your 10%, you want to put the money that you need to save in your savings account first, and then everything else is spread out. So it's using that same concept when it comes to time management and having that self-care time of, Put yourself on your calendar first, at least once a week, you know. So yes. that's a great tip, great tip. You also talked about the importance of writing things down. Writing things down is key to successful goal writing. And, you know, I like to say it's not real until it's written. And, and I don't know if there's a science behind it or, if, you know, if there's any studies but it's something about when you write it down, then it's like, okay, i got to do this. I have to do mm-hmm. this. And I love how you, you know, gave us the, the option. Well, not even the option. It's, it's two-tiered. We're going to write it down. We're going to do it visually. And then we're going to put it in our phone so we're constantly being able to remind ourselves of those goals that we are going after. So writing it down, doing the vision board, it's not about just having this pretty board with all these beautiful magazine collages. It is truly about doing what is most attainable. So I love that. Yes. Yes. And then lastly, and I'm I'm probably going to miss the fourth one, um, but you talked about having that vision board, the importance of journaling, and having that timeline, oh, the calendar, and then getting that calendar out and writing on the calendar. And I I love that. You know, I, I do the timeline, but I never really put it on the calendar to say this day, I need to have this done. So what are, like, other things, like, with the calendar? Do you have your clients do, like, reminders on the phone? Like, give us a little bit more about incorporating that calendar to hold us accountable for achieving our goals. Absolutely. So the calendar, so we all have, we all live in a digital uh, world right now. So everything is digital. Everything's at your fingertips. You can type it in. You can do all these things, and it's on your phones, on your computers. But there is nothing like having a handheld paper in your in your hand, the grips of your hands, and writing down the things that you need to do. Because like you said, when you write it down, and there actually is a study, and I don't want to misquote it, but there's a study that I read in all the research that I was doing about goal setting, and it um, talked about how when you physically write down information, you one, you are um, subjected to complete the task, two, it's in your own writing, so it's personal to you, and three, you will continually think about that in your mind over and over again because you wrote it. So it's embedded in your mind to do those things. On our digital calendars, it can just ring. Like you can put an alarm on there and it will pop up, oh, I'm supposed to do this, I'm supposed to do that. But it's not continually on your mind because somebody else, well, the computer or the uh, whatever the digital source is, is doing it for you. When you pull out the calendar, I have my clients to uh, pull out the calendar, a paper calendar that I give them or they have their own, a planner, 
and I have an empowerment goal uh, planner as well. In that calendar, there's goals. You write them down with a pencil, pen. You can marker it. You can color it. You can do all these things. And um, in the calendar, you put different stickers on it. You put different things. So you make it a visual presentation for yourself, and it's handheld. It's not digital. There's nothing reminding you of it, but it's embedded in your mind because you know you did this, and now you have to complete it versus having something digital that tells you, like I said, that it's time to do something because you're not thinking about it. That is awesome. That is awesome. So I, oh God, I'm getting so many nuggets, girl. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is good. And we just started, honey. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, okay, I have to repeat these three things, and I'm going to attribute it to you because I learned it from you, but let me just be assured it's stolen, and now I'm going to be using it, all right? Okay, sure, no problem. <laughs> So chronicle of doing too much, listeners, all of our destiny seekers out there, just know that you guys got three points that you're going to be hearing over and over and over again. Thanks to the fabulous L.R. Wilson. All right, guys? <laughs> but when we physically write things down, number one, we're subjected to complete the task because yes. we are putting it in our own writing which is number two, it becomes personal because we wrote yes. it down. So I guess, that, I guess that's truly what it means. It becomes real when you write it down. Well, I wrote it down. It's personal. That means it's important to me. And then three, Absolutely. it holds you accountable because it's always on your mind. I'm only going to write down things that's important to me. So, right. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love that. So yeah, y'all, y'all gonna we about to hear that. It's, it's stolen, honey. It is stolen. See, you done came over here. You know how you go to the family cookout, and you know I'm an auntie, and you know I, I don't. My sisters, we all stay in our lanes. We all know what we do, but um, some aunties have a mac and cheese competition. Right. <laughs> And it's the thing where, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this. I'm gonna, I, I saw somebody recipe with that. Oh, she put that smoked cheddar in hers. I'm going to put it in mine. You know, so all of that stuff. <laughs> in my family, my oldest sister makes the mac and cheese. Don't no one argue with her. It's her thing. Hey, it is what it is, you know. Right. <laughs> so it's no competition in my family. But in other families, you know, in most families, you have that little mac and cheese competition. But it's mm -hmm. all about when you hear something good, you taste something good, you got to take it and recycle it over and over and over again. And that's how we build tradition. So I am just building a tradition because you just share something good, and then I'm going to just use it over and over and over again because it's good. It is really good. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're growing together, girl. Look, you're empowering me here. <laughs> <laughs> the chronicles of doing too much. All right. <laughs> See, I told you, you, you're sitting here just chilling with your sister, all right? <laughs> right, yes. I feel so at home. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so that goes right into, you know, when we went through your bio, you talked about that you mentored. And goal setting is key. You know, we definitely want to get out there and check you out. Tell us your website again so we can get um, get into some of your goal um, setting workshops and programs that you have. 
Absolutely. My website is www.lrwilson.net. Okay, perfect. So that's www.lrwilson.net. Guys, it's going to be all over. Wherever you are listening to this interview, you'll be able to access her website because that's some powerful stuff where she talked about that she has the goal-setting um, journals and everything. So this is huge is when we write it down, guys, that we are subjected to complete the task. So let's make sure that we're writing things down in a way that they are attainable and realistic for us. So that goes right into you being a mentor. So are you mentoring children, women? Is there a certain age? Tell us a little bit more about your mentorship. Absolutely. So I mentor women. Um, mostly, most of the women that I mentor have been in relationships um, that in any of us at one time or another have been in relationships that did not pan out like we wanted them to, you know. So um, I mentor those women into their empowerment because uh, we lose ourselves. You know, as women, as we grow with a spouse or a significant other, we lose ourselves in what they want us to be or what they need, always putting our own selves on the back burner, which in turn um, – helps us to lose our empowerment. So I help women to find their empowerment once they have either left a relationship or have become, um, I don't want to say disengaged from the relationship, but now they're putting, they now they see their worth, so they're putting themselves first now. So I mentor them into the process of their own empowerment because you were someone before you got with this person. So helping them to get back to who they were before and an even better, a better self now that they have discovered who they are, how they lost themselves, and getting back on track with who they really want to be, continue to be, and grow into. So that's the empowerment uh, process that I do with my ladies as I mentor them. Um, I have a group on Facebook called She, S-H-E-E, and it's Sisters Healing, Empowered, and Evolving. So that group is a private group on Facebook where we go there, we heal, we cry, we talk, we laugh. We have a very good time, and it's for anybody because everybody's healing process is different. And so if one lady went through it, the next lady can help the other person come through again, you know. So we support one another in that group, and it's an amazing thing. And that came out of the mentoring uh, portion of my business where I'm mentoring women to learn who they are once again and to be empowered in their own right, heal from the past, and move forward into evolving into their beautiful selves. LR, honey, that. That that's awesome, and it brings me back. Um, I'm divorced, and you know, I, I shared it with the Destiny Seekers a lot, and it was just so much going on in my life at that particular time. The year that um, mm. you know, it was an unexpected divorce when my ex husband left, um, and I thought that was going to be the year that we were going to announce, you know, we were pregnant, you know, because that was yeah. the, the focus. But in, and unfortunately, he had other plans. And at that same mm-hmm. time, the company I worked for had relocated me to Texas. So I was trying to hold a brave face while life was spinning out of control for yes. me. Yes. Yes. And 
I mean, I wish I would have known about she, you know, back in 2017 when all of that was mm. happening. Because I moved yeah. to Texas, I had only visited Texas maybe about six hours total before I accepted the um, transfer to go there for a new job because I was trying to commit to the company. And how you talk about how when we're in relationships and we lose ourselves, um, you know, me personally, you know, I lost myself not only in the marriage, but I also lost myself in the company. I committed yes. to the company that, you know, I didn't want to do the job that I was doing any longer because I had outgrown that job. There was no room um, for me to be able to move. But I was so committed because I felt that I worked for a good company that it did not matter. I was just trying to show that I was a company woman and I was drinking the Kool-Aid. And then yes. ultimately, 24 months later, God told me to walk away. He told me to position myself to receive. And the company mm. had a purpose because, you know, it was a whole thing of I left to go do a job I'd never done before. It was a two-year assignment. I had a silent prayer when I was on that plane going, you know, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area, and I was going to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I prayed on that plane. I said, God, I'm giving this company two years to do right by me. And when I say two years to the day, that I did that silent prayer was when the job came and said they were reorganizing my new position and I was mm, going to do mm, something mm. that I did not want to do. But the timing of me going there was so perfect because God knew he had to pull me away from the D.C. Yes. area, away from where, you know, my ex-husband was still. I don't know where he is. We, we're not. It was not an amicable divorce, you know, but it was just I had to be pulled away because I was so committed to him and us having a family and, you know, I was about to turn 40 at the end of that year, um, you know, so it was just like, okay, what was going on? And one of the hardest things, and I, you know, and I definitely would like to talk a little bit more about this, and, you know, and this is my first time sharing this publicly, um, you know, and it is when my ex-husband left and um, I was on the phone and I was begging, I was begging him to come back home, let's work mm -hmm. this out. And Girl, he said, you singing my song. <laughs> and he said, he said to me, he said, stop it because you're embarrassing yourself. Wow. And when I say I cried, the crocodile tears, I mean, I'm surprised my voice didn't crack even saying that because it still hurts because I yes. love that man so much. I put aside so many of my goals to make sure that mm. you know, we were happy, he was happy. Yes. And it was a thing where you talk about value and worth. I felt no value. I felt no worth. But I had to put on that strong face like everything was okay when it wasn't. So when you have a group like she, I love this, S-H-E-E, -E, Sisters Healing, Empowered, and Evolving, 
what what are some of the things that you talk about when when you come in broken like I was or like you said you experienced that what are some of the topics that you you came or, or or practices or whatever what can we expect as we come into that group well when you come into the she group for one you can expect to be embraced and loved from where you are because like I said everyone's healing is different how they heal, when they heal, if they heal. You know, I have some people in the group who have never said a thing. They've never posted. They, I know that they follow, and I know that they're there, but they have never posted. One day a young lady spoke out and said, I've never told anybody this before, but I wanted to tell you guys all about my story. And I won't get into her story because it's a private matter, it's a private group, but basically what she was talking about was being sexually abused by her family members, her uh, immediate family as well. She was taken from her home into a foster care system where the abuse continued, and she was a complete mess all the way into her early 30s. And this started when she was probably about 10 years old. So for her to be able to feel comfortable enough to come out into a group of women, oh, sorry, guys, it's only women, <laughs> so, to come into a group of women and feel like she is able to talk about her personal story and get the love and support that she can have in that group meant a lot to me. The she group came about because of my divorce, of my breakthrough, of my being depressed, my drinking, my doing drugs because of the depression, because once again, I love this man so much too, you know, and I'm not going to, it's not his fault, it's not my fault, it's our fault that it didn't, you know, go the way it, it was supposed to uh, go because I'm, you know, I can accept responsibility for my role. At the same time, I was broken, and I was broken, and I looked back to how I had given up so many things, you know, um, that I wanted to do to make sure that he was on, make sure he had what he needed, make sure the kids had what they needed. Everybody had what they needed but me. And I could not remember who I was outside of them. Angel, the one time that I knew that I had hit rock bottom, I tell this story all the time because it's the God honest truth, I was standing at my kitchen sink. The sink was stopped up. I didn't know how to unstop it. My mind was so discombobulated, I could not fathom unstopping the sink because this is something that he did. So I didn't know what to do. I was out of it. At that moment, I lost it. I knew right then and there. When I tell you, I, you say you boo-hoo cried and begged, Honey, I can tell you all, we got another 45, 50 minutes about how much I begged and cried and pleaded for us to just work things out, but that wasn't what it was supposed to be. And I tell people that was the worst, best day that ever happened to me. The divorce was the worst thing and the best thing all in one because it was the worst thing because I was with this man 20-some 20 20 -some years. And so that's all I knew outside of any difficulties that we had during the marriage, you know, outside of that. But on another note, it was the best thing because I found out who I was, what I'm capable of, how I got healed. I, and one thing I want to say off the bat, therapy is okay. Please go to therapy. Please don't let the myth and the we don't do therapy and all this, let it go. Go to therapy. Get it all out. 
the best day that ever happened to me was the day that I never cried again in therapy. I didn't even know it. I cried so much in therapy that I didn't even realize I didn't cry. I got through a whole session without crying. So she is a group for that. Expect motivation. Expect empowering. There are some articles there. There's even uh, a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, some of the women were involved in domestic abuse relationships. So there's a um, kit in there about how to escape domestic abuse. There's a whole plethora of things in there to help women heal, evolve, and become empowered in their own right. Wow. I mean, yeah, expect motivation, empowerment, and critical resources. That's what we can expect by going into she. I want to continue a little bit more about divorce, but we need to take a quick break, and then we'll go into talking a little bit about um, this little confidence you got, honey. You know, we we are <laughs> models and everything, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right on back, continue this conversation, add in a little bit um, more because we're talking about how valuable you are. We're talking about how worthy you are, you know, and and it's so important and we lose ourselves so much into relationships, not only personal and intimate relationships, but career relationships, friendships, you know, church situationships for some people and, and so forth. So let's take a quick break. We'll come right on back and continue this conversation. This has been brought to you by The Success Chronicles, Volume 1. Do you have a story you want to share with the world? Well, here's your chance because we are looking for 30 courageous women who are passionate, collaborative, and visionary to be a part of this anthology, The Success Chronicles, Volume 1. This anthology project aims to give a platform to women who are breaking glass ceilings and defying the odds in all areas. This is more than a book. This is a movement. For more information about the Success Chronicles Volume 1 and how you can be a part, contact Mindset and Success Coach Angel Riley at angel at coachangelriley.com. Again, that's angel at coachangelriley.com. Or you can text your email address with the word book to 301-744-7801. The Success Chronicles Volume 1. This is more than a book. This is a movement. You know what you're listening to, right? You're listening to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much with Coach Angel Riley. All right, welcome back to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. I'm your host, Angel Riley, and we are speaking with the fabulous L.R. Wilson today. So, L.R., we talked about your Facebook group, She. And um, she, let me make sure I get it right because I'm taking notes, honey. You know, sisters <laughs> healing, <laughs> empowered, and evolving. So that is a private Facebook group. So make sure everyone that you guys are connecting with L.R. Wilson on, um, and I'm saying the first and last name because that's how you're going to be able to find her. Make sure that you're um, connected with her on Facebook so you can get into that private Facebook group called She and it's um, strictly for women. And in that group, you can expect motivation, empowerment, and critical resources. So we talked. We were talking about divorce before we took the break, 
And the quote that I, I wrote down was, the divorce was the worst and best thing to happen to me. And you didn't really realize that until you were in a situation where you, it, it became cognizant, I guess you can say, of how much you relied on that other person. So, like, you talked about, you know, you the sink was clogged, and you're like, I don't know how to unclog the sink. You know, um, my thing was I heard a sound in my car, and most times it's like nothing, but it was a mm-hmm. sound in my car, and it was like, oh, shoot, I, I have to take care of this. I, I don't know how. I don't know where to yes. take it. I don't know. You know, I thank God for my brother, you know, because I'm I, I yes. calling my brother <laughs> who lives in a different state, a totally different state. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And I had to melt down because I was yes. like, why am I so stupid? Why I don't know this about a car? But that's why I have Geico. That's why I have, you know, road yeah. assistance. Oh, I hope these people don't get over on me. You know, just little things. And, you know, I mean, and, and it sounds simple because, you know, we do have the traditional male roles and the traditional female roles that, you know, are stereotypical. But men are protectors and providers. Yes. And, Yes. Taking care of that, I mean, that's just natural, any man, you know. It is like my protection was gone. You know, was yes. that a sense of what you were feeling, like you like you lost your self-worth because your protection was gone? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it's funny that you said about the whole car thing because I had the car situation too. Like I was on the freeway driving, and I'm like, okay, who can – I can't call him. Like, it never dawned on me, don't call him, because that's who I've called all the time, you know, for this 20-some-odd years. So it was devastating to me not to be able to make that call or to call and there was no answer because I'm used to you answering, you know. just as, And just like the sink situation, when you said that's when you, like, had your meltdown, I had a meltdown at the sink, just like you had a meltdown about your car. Like, it's like, it's really minute, but it's not, you know, to somebody going through it at that time. And then you really recognize, like, dang, I was really dependent on you for everything. Now, you know, as females, like you said, we have our roles, our stereotypical roles, but that has come down from generations and generations and generations. You know, I don't care how liberal we are, how we want everything to be, you know, women this, women that, a man plays a role in our lives, and we look at them to play the protector role, like you said, as well as the provider. And so he was providing services that I was not able to do. And I recognized that, and in that moment I understood how lost I really was. And, like, talking to somebody that has never gone through anything like that, they were like, okay, all you had to do was do this to the thing, you know. But you're out of your mind then. You don't understand logic. At that moment, because you're having a breakdown, you know, you are literally having a mental breakdown. And to be able to get back to yourself and to do things like you need to, you have to go through a process of revamping yourself, getting back to who you were in the beginning, you know, before you were with this person, you know. Right. I mean, because it goes right in to you have to be reminded that you already have 
what you need to be successful in whatever it is that you are you are desiring to achieve. You already have yeah. what it needs to be successful in um, you know, unclogging that sink or talking to the mechanic or going after that promotion. Like that was another thing for me. Like I didn't have anyone to talk to other than God. You know, that's really what my mm-hmm. faith came to play and that's when my relationship you know just me as a christian really developed was because i had no one but god to depend on amen and it was like and that was when i had to realize then as i started understanding myself my self-worth uh i got the my provisions are right there in my hands I mean, I'm I'm blessed with everything. Why was I letting all of this go, which is okay. You know, I don't want this to turn into, you know, um, a, a conversation because that's not what we're saying, you know, just for clarity on a, um, on a recorded record for us since we're on all of right. these, you know, <laughs> audio platforms. Like, men are good and, you know, the sisters yes. need, you know. <laughs> so this is not a male bashing session under no circumstance. But it also Absolutely not. Yeah, but it also talks about some of the positive qualities of our ex-husbands. Of they were providers and protectors because we relied on them for that. You know? Yes, yes, so, absolutely. Right, you know. So let, that goes right into, you know, with me, you know, and then I'm just going to use my um, my personal experience to, to push us into, you know, the next topic. It was that I also felt. At that time, you know, and it was depression, and, you know, and like you said, therapy is good. And it, let me tell you, therapy changed my life, and I would mm-hmm. never admit that I was battling depression because I'm too strong for that. I'm too smart for that. Yes. I'm too accomplished for yep. that. Mm-hmm. But I was. And, and it turned, yeah. like you talked about substance abuse. Like, I mean, I was down in like two, three bottles of wine in a night. Yeah. And just, you know, trying to wash away a lot, you know, and I don't share that with a lot of people. I, I think my family probably silently knew about that, that I probably was drinking way too much. But mm-hmm. it was just a thing. And, and to me, wine was light. Like, that's why I got right. the wine, because the liquor was alcoholism. Wine is mm-hmm. just, I'm relaxed. Right. That's yes, yes, myself. yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, it makes sense, right? It makes logical sense. Right. Liquor is alcoholism. Wine is, you just relaxing, and it's so wet it takes three bottles to relax. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Shoot, Everybody has that. their levels. <laughs> matter when you're actually going through because Absolutely. it was all about the depression. And like you said, you didn't know that you stopped crying because you were crying so much. And the therapy gave you that safe space, and you just got to let it out to start that rebuilding process. Because, yes. you know, and I, and I definitely want to hear your take on this, do you feel feel that you will you are where you are now as an empowerment coach if you didn't go through that experience I attribute everything I am now 
to the experience I went through. I don't care how bad it got, how ugly it got, how disrespectful it got, because my mouth can get real disrespectful, honey, if I need to be, you know, because I go into survival mode. So, I mean, whatever you dishing, I'm I'm cooking, baby, so don't you get it twisted. I got to write that but, down. Whatever you dishing, you cooking. Right. So it's like I – I had to go through all of that to get to where I am because I had to be, one, responsible for my actions. I had to be, two, transparent in order to get to any type of healing or completion or whatever I needed to get to where I am now. And, three, I had to be honest with myself because I could go and um, it, not just me, but anybody. If the only way to get to a full healing and empowerment is to be honest with yourself, it's gonna be ugly. You're gonna see some things you did not want to see, or some things you refuse to see about yourself. But until you get real and get ugly with it, you have you are depriving yourself of your empowerment because you have to be able to do the hard work to get to the easy street. Whew, girl. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. That's a mic drop right there. <laughs> That's a mic drop, you know. So let me just go into that. There's nothing else to add to that. There's nothing else to reiterate, you know. You know, I wish I had, like, the, re, the rewind button so we can go ahead and rewind that, you know, like, so let's go on to the next thing because that was truly a mic drop right there. Whew. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. Like, I'm about to kick <laughs> my feet up. I'm, you know, this totally sister We sisters, right? right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're kicking wisdom. Oh, my gosh. This is this knowledge base, everything. Well, it goes right into the next about being honest with ourselves and laying it all out. So you are a freelance plus-size model. How did you, one, build the confidence to say, you know what, I'm gorgeous, I'm the bomb.com, let me go on out here and share all this beauty with the world. How did you gain the confidence to do that? And then, two, how can the rest of us be plus-size models? Girl, I mean, just do it. I mean, <laughs> there was a casting call. First of all, I've, you know, I've always been told, oh, you are so pretty. Oh, you are so this, you're so that. But, of course, I'm, you know, I'm pleasantly plush. And so they they would say, but, I mean, you're pretty, though. I mean, I never said I was ugly. I just know that I'm a plushy plush lady, you know. So for me, it was like after everything happened, I was like, you know what, I've always wanted to model. I'm about to go be a model now. I'm not tall enough for, you know, the general model world. I'm definitely not the size that the models are. So I found a avenue to a um, model call. It was a plus-size model call, and I was like, I'm going to sign up for it, like just like out the blue because it was on my list to do. All the things I didn't want to do, I'm like, I'm doing it. I went to the model call, slayed it, started modeling as a plus-size model. I first modeled uh, for Lush's Lush Lingerie, a local company here in Minnesota. 
Then I did a virtual model call for uh, Curves Beautifully, Beautifully Empowered out in Seattle. I did a virtual model call and was chosen, so that was my first runway walk in January of 2020. And it's so amazing to see all of these beautiful models, like plus-size models, and that atmosphere, and you feel accepted, you feel loved, you feel empowered, you know. So if that's something you want to do, go ahead and do it. There's an avenue for everybody. There's enough runway for all of us to get out there and stretch your stuff, you know. So that was something that I said I wanted to do, and that's what I did. And you did the daggone thing because you said you said your first one was lingerie. All right, sexy. All right, sexy. <laughs> Yes, you want to talk about feeling good about yourself? Put on some lingerie. I model with lingerie in my yes. house. I'm by myself, but I would put on a pair of four or five inch heels in a minute and walk around this house in lingerie. Then I got to get the crystal glasses out. Then I got to drink it like I'm fancy. Lord, how mercy! Whoo, Lord, that's the guess what I'm about to do in a second. Cause <laughs> yes, yes, and then you know I was I, my very first. Um, print job was I was Miss August in um, a calendar called Worth My Weight in Gold. And so I was Miss August of 2020, and it was fire because I was the only model without a shirt on. You know, I had hands for my shirt. So, and it was amazing. And I loved every minute of it because once you have the confidence and you display yourself like you have confidence and you walk in that room and everybody knows you are there, I'm not saying to be snotty, I'm not saying to be uppity, but when you exude confidence, when you walk in, it's automatically known. You, you walk in and you just change the atmosphere of the room because you just walk right on in there yes. with that confidence. But yet you are approachable and nice and gorgeous. And we, we modeling topless. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. Boo, yes. Oh, Lord. You know, um, but, I always say you um, put on your shades. It's time to shine, honey. You know, and that's what we got to do right here. When you have that confidence, you say, just go and do it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? You sit, you, you don't right. get the first job, but then you go out there and then you just slay it. And now you're the model of the month. All right, Miss August, during the pandemic, so you know right. everybody got that calendar. <laughs> Yes, honey, yes, yes. Well, we, are, we are going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we're going to talk about all of your writing credentials and, you know, um, you know, your connection with Pretty Women Hustle magazine, and then we'll wrap the show up with our top questions. But, L.R., I am so enjoying this conversation. i got to keep looking at the time because, honey, we'll be on here for hours on top of hours. So. <laughs> I am enjoying this. Okay, so let's, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. B. Wright Jones presents I'm Taking Back My Life, a two-day intensive workshop, Friday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. and Saturday, July 24th at 11 a.m. This is a free workshop, so register today at www.brightjones.com. That's www.b 
right w-r-i-g-h-t hyphen jones.com slash taking back my life also starting august 24th join coach b and her 90-day group coaching where you will discover the power of yes and learn action steps to reach your goals and more to sign up go to brightjones.com slash 90-day coaching keep looking up with b right jones llc their mission is to serve christian women age 35 and older who are stuck and have a desire to get unstuck and sexy self-confidence excitement extra and yes i can so make sure you tune in to get unstuck and sexy with b right jones on spotify iHeartRadio, and many other platforms coach b is a certified online life coach published author a global speaker and a podcast host so to book her services or purchase a book you can visit www.brightjones.com you can also visit www.keeplookingupwithbrightjones.com you can find coach b on facebook at b Wright jones and you can follow her on instagram at keep looking up seven also find her on twitter at keep looking up that's up with two p's keep looking up with b Wright jones get unstuck and sexy the chronicles of doing too much follow coach riley on all platforms at coach angel riley now back to the show ladies and gentlemen this is it the chronicles of doing too much All right, welcome back to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. We are speaking with the fabulous L.R. Wilson. Whoo, y'all, this is such a great conversation. Miss Honey is Miss August, all right, that she models topless <laughs> with just the hands. And look, I, I, I feel like I need to see this magazine because I got this visual of this gorgeous woman doing with her dag on thing and just hearing all of us sisters snapping and just cheering her on just being absolutely <laughs> beautiful girl because what did she say I, I asked the question was how do you become a plus-size model she was like i just answered the casting call and the first the first thing she modeled was lingerie yes boo yes <laughs> <laughs> Lord, it's nothing like my sister's doing the daggone thing. So, LR, you are an author, a ghostwriter, editor, and a meet, meet, lead media correspondent and team member of Pretty Women Hustle magazine. Can you give us just a quick background on how you started your writing career? Yes, absolutely. So my mom's a teacher, so that should tell you right there that uh, we were <laughs> we were thrown into education, <laughs> screaming and fighting. So writing has always, always been an outlet for me, even from a young age, because, um, like I said, my mom's a teacher, so we were taught to read and write really early. So writing was for me as well as an escape because whenever I was feeling some type of way, I would just write it down. So that's how I got into writing poetry. And then it uh, went into more exclusive writing 
final papers, you know, for my master's and things like that because that's required. But the more fun part of it <laughs> is when I do ghostwriting for others as well, and I tell their story, you know, and put a little swag on it, you know, and everything. So I like very creative writing, and I also um, was able to get my position at Women Hustle Magazine because of writing and my interviewing and, you know, all those things that go into me being myself and having fun and unscripted, uh, like a lot of my interviews are for Pretty Women Hustle. Uh, as the lead, I do some IG lives, and I'm just me. And people are comfortable with just being me, you know, and I allow them to be themselves just as you have tonight. So that, that makes things flow even better, and the writing just makes me feel empowered as well because the words are hitting the page, and I'm able to, you know, put everything I feel there in, versus having a conversation with someone and being interrupted or your train of thought is taken away from you if they ask you a question. And I just feel like writing is so freeing, and you get when you're writing. So that's where my love of writing came from and how I expanded into all these other avenues. And that makes so much sense because you said that you like to write about things that you can really express your creativity. Um, so you have an ebook. Tell us a little bit about this ebook that you have. Yeah, so I have an ebook called How to Live an Empowered Life, and that ebook is on my website www.lrwilson.net. And what it is, it's seven steps, seven very simple steps of how to live an empowered life as well as a multitude of questions to get you to thinking about what it is you want to do in life, how you're going to accomplish that. We're back to goal setting, as well as attaining those goals. You come up with a plan. And then at the end, you write a letter. You write a dear letter to yourself, and you're filling in everything it is that you are going to do, how you're going to do it, how you're not going to beat yourself up if you don't get to it right now, but you will get to it and how you're going to uh, soar into your destiny as you have written it down. You'll see it. Like I said, it's a visual, so as well as you're expected to succeed. What do we know? When we write it down, it becomes real. It becomes real. Let me go back to my notes so we can get it back, get it right because i got to commit this to memory since I'm stealing it, right? And so when we write it down, <laughs> are subjected to complete the task, you know, um, you know, it becomes important to us because it's written in our handwriting and that we hold ourselves accountable because it is top of mind. We're constantly repeating it over and over and over again. So it makes complete sense that how to live an empowered life ebook is um it, it makes complete sense that this is how the process that we will go about with being able to write out the vision and also make sure guys lrwilson.net i mean this is we're going to have such a, a plethora of resources there um just this conversation oh my gosh i'm learning so much i'm excited i literally have like 
six pages of notes as I'm, like, writing stuff down as you're talking. And (laughs) (laughs) this is a great – oh, my God, I'm having such a great time. And so talk a little bit about your role as the lead media correspondent and team member of Pretty Women Hustle magazine. Um, Tell us a bit about the magazine, how we can connect with you. You said that you do IG Live. Um, You know, what uh, what, – type of interviews or or the type of um, entrepreneurs or whomever that you guys are looking for for that opportunity. Absolutely. So at Pretty Women Household Magazine, it's owned by Shakia Cheatham, and um, what she does is she empowers and brings to the forefront women who are entrepreneurs, women who are doing their thing, you know, their businesses, and it spotlights those businesses, those business efforts. What happens with the IG Lives is certain um, certain people, they don't want to do, like, a magazine in, in a written thing. So l- most people, some people like to just be themselves on camera, do that thing. So I'm the one that's like, okay, girl, come on, let's do it, you know. <laughs> you know, get them hype, come on, let's do it. And then from that comes a story, you know. It's women who are doing their thing, you know, starting out in the business of it. We lost you for one quick second. I'm going to bring you back in with Oh, us. I'm sorry. There we go. All right. There All right. We go. Thank you. So we heard, uh-huh, not a problem. So um, you said that with the women that, you know, you're creating a story. So, you know, you're not, um, you don't want necessarily want to write, but you were like, you know, come on, let's get on here. We're going to create a story. And that's when we lost you right after that. Okay. Yep, absolutely. So what happens is a lot of people just want to, you know, tell their story and be themselves on a lot and that's where I come in and help them to be okay in it and come on, girl, let's do this. Just be yourself. You don't have to put on a front or anything like that. And that resonates with people when they can be themselves. You know, we talked before, scripted things. I don't really like scripted. I'll do it. But I don't like scripted to be myself. And those IG lives are just for that. You know, they're for upcoming and established women entrepreneurs, uh, the lives that happen with them. And Pretty Women Hustle is behind them 100%, as well as the printed articles that happen. And we are just out here trying to make sure that the world knows that women are out here and we are doing the thing in our own right, in our own empowerment, in our own businesses, being just as fabulous as we are every day. I love it. I love it. Well, LR, we have had a great conversation. Um, Oh, my gosh. I just know everyone is following you. I'm sure as they're listening, they already have been looking like LR Wilson, LR Wilson. (laughs) How can we connect with you on social media? So my IG handle is LR Wilson underscore. And so you there, there's the lovely face of my business, and also I'm on Facebook as L.R. Wilson Empowerment Coach. You can also go on to Facebook in the group and request a uh, time to be in my group. It's called the She Group, S-H-E-E, Sisters Healing, Evolving, and Empowered Group, and you can be a part of that. Also, I am on LinkedIn as L.R. Wilson empowerment coach all right that's awesome 
Well, we are going to wrap this conversation up with our signature four questions because we all have our, our journals. We're writing things down. And, I mean, you dropped so many nuggets during this interview. LR, oh, thank you. Thank you for thank being you. on the platform and sharing all of this wisdom, girl. Oh, my God, I had such a good time. Do you enjoy yourself? <laughs> yes, I have enjoyed this tremendously. Yes, and it's no wine. It's no wine involved, people. Like, this is just natural energy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hence, after I started to share publicly, I was down in three bottles of wine. Look. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. That's your truth. Own it. Exactly. <laughs> that was the past. That is not the present. That was the past. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do the four questions. Um, So number one, what is one of your favorite affirmations? My favorite affirmation is I am worthy of all things. I am worthy of all things. I'm writing that down. I tell you, I'm I'm stealing. I'm stealing tonight. Um, That's okay. (laughs) I love it. And we um, we I encourage everyone to write affirmations on post-it notes and stick them all around, so you're constantly reminded. So I am worthy of all things. Oh, I love that. It's going on the that's going on the mirror in the bathroom when I'm getting dressed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So what is one of your go-to songs, scriptures, quotes, self-care practices when you need encouragement? Uh, My go-to song is I Told a Storm by Greg O'Queen. O'Queen, I think I'm saying that right. And, oh, that is my boo-hoo cry, stomping, running, okay, now I made it through song. (laughs) I Told a Storm. I know that song, and now I got another song to add to my playlist. All right, sister. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes. <laughs> right. What is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? The one piece of advice I would give to my younger self is remember who you are, because that's very important as we grow. We have to remember who we are. That's deep. That is deep. It's so powerful. Oh, Lord. All right. And then the last one is one thing you are grateful for. I am grateful to be on the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. This has been an amazing experience, and I am so appreciative of you giving me this platform as well as to showcase to others that they are worthy, they are valued, and they can be empowered as well and they already have what they need to succeed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're about to make me cry. I can't cry on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That is so beautiful, and it's such an honor. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for having you on the show because I so enjoyed myself. And, oh, my God, this has just been wonderful. Well, Gosh, and like I said, I've connected with the new sister. I am so happy to have you on the show. I'm definitely going to make sure that I um, reach out to see how I can get on your platforms because there's definitely synergy here and a connection, and I am just so thankful. Absolutely. 
Yeah, so thank you, everyone, for joining us um, for the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Remember, catch us every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Total Entertainment Radio. That's T-O-T-A-L-E-N-T-R-A-D-I-O.com for the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. And then we go over to our podcast platform shortly after we air on Total Entertainment Radio. So until next time, remember, you are the heartbeat of your destiny. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Don't forget to hit that like button, drop a comment, and smash that subscribe. And make sure you keep the conversation going by connecting through social media at Coach Angel Riley on all platforms or visit CoachAngelRiley.com. Until next time, go be a boss.